Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. I can't believe we're already on episode eight of this show. Time really flies. I know it's cliche, but I have been having fun and I'm honestly so grateful for those who have joined me and been a part of this journey with me. I'm so excited to see where the show takes us next. For those who have left a rating or review, I really wanted to say thank you. Your kind words have truly made my day and they help others who might be looking for a new show to listen to. So before we get started on this week's episode, I wanted to read two recent reviews from Apple Podcasts. So my very first review that I received was from Like a Locket, who says, the first episode on adulting is so functional and helpful. Val does a fantastic job of making this podcast feel like you're just out to lunch with a friend chatting about life. Thank you so much, Like a Locket. I really miss the days of going out to lunch in person. And so I'm grateful to be able to have these types of conversations virtually and be able to connect with all of you. And then Jessica SB17 says, I started this podcast on the first day of a new month, and I feel it really centered me to start the month taking note of my own wellness. Jessica, I'm so happy to hear that. And I want you to know you've got this. So thank you both for your rating and review. And as the show goes on, I'll be sharing more listener feedback. So now switching gears, I would like to introduce this week's guest. Maddie Crouch is a Pilates and health coach from Carmel by the Sea in California and the creator of the six-week Better You Pilates Challenge that you may have seen me posting about on Instagram. If you saw me lifting wine bottles as exercise, it is honestly truly intense and so is that program and I felt so toned after the six weeks in this week's conversation Maddie and I talk about building a self-care routine into your fitness practice and how to make exercise consistent in your life Maddie also shares her tips for new moms out there the benefits of Pilates ways to create accountability, and a whole lot more. I'll let Maddie tell you all about what nourishes her soul during quarantine and how you can focus on wellness from the inside out. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. Hi, Maddie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Why don't you tell our listeners a little about yourself? Hey, Valerie. Thanks so much. So my name is Maddie Crouch. I am a wife, a mother, a fitness instructor. I teach Pilates and I owned studio for seven years. This coronavirus kind of took a turn for the worst and I decided to close my brick and mortar studio, but it helped me redirect and start working with people all over the country, hopefully all over the world one day. But instead of focusing on people local and in person, now I get to work with people virtually and online. So I had a studio for seven years. I've taught Pilates and bar and TRX in that studio. And yeah, that's me. That's awesome. And I know I've really enjoyed your Pilates classes so far. And I'd love to know how you were first introduced to Pilates and bar. 
Sure. So it's a funny story, actually. When I was in college, I would come home on the weekends to visit family, and my nana was doing private Pilates sessions with a gal downtown where we live. And I would go with her and exercise, and I started to fall in love with it, but it's expensive. She was probably paying somewhere between $70 to $80 per hour for the one-on-one sessions. So as I fell in love with it, I was studying business and wanted to make Pilates affordable. And in our town, we did not have any group Pilates reformer studios on, on the machines, not just on the floor. So I got a desk job and worked in a cubicle for over a year, saved all my money living at home, and was able to open my first space and um, kind of offer Pilates Reformer in small groups at a more affordable rate. So it was really an inspiration of my Nana introducing me to the exercise. That's incredible. And uh, for listeners who haven't done Pilates before, what does Pilates consist of and what drew you into Pilates? So Pilates can be done on equipment or on the floor similar to yoga or kind of old school 80s aerobics DVD type exercises if that's what you kind of think of. Pilates is a low impact muscular strengthening as well as flexibility uh, movement. We focus a lot on core strength, which is not just the abdominal muscles, but also the postural muscles along the spine and in all through the torso. And we want to try to create symmetry and balance through the body. So a lot of exercises are done one arm at a time or one leg at a time so that if you have a weaker side, it has a chance to play catch up and help kind of create that symmetry and balance. I think that's really great. And I think that, you know, a lot of our listeners struggle with injuries from old sports that they participated in and things like that from maybe when they were younger. Is Pilates a good type of exercise for people with injuries and what are some of the benefits that we can get out of Pilates? Definitely. Pilates is an excellent exercise for after injuries. While you're injured, there is almost a modif- there's almost more than one modification to every exercise that we have in our repertoire. Um, we we can, you know, work around ankles lower backs, shoulders, all sorts of things. Where I live here, we are kind of a retirement community and I generally work with people over the age of 55, which is not old at 55, but I worked with people up into their 80s and wow. you know, weeks out of a surgery alongside a physical therapist and um we were able to get people strong again and slowly regain strength. But at the same time, Pilates can be very challenging. When I was doing my training in college, when I started it, I brought my brother who was in high school playing football and at the peak of his athletic endurance. And my master trainer just absolutely kicked his butt, just giving him the hardest exercises we have. So there's a full spectrum range of where you can take this. That's incredible. And I can say personally from my experience, I started your Pilates program after doing, I think it was like 45 minutes to an hour of kickboxing every day. 
And I was wiped out from the Pilates exercises, let me tell you. But as someone with some lower back injury from high school and not the best of ankles, I definitely found it to be strengthening for those areas. So I think that's great. Now, I know right now during COVID-19, we're in time of really major transition. What suggestions do you have to stay physically healthy right now? Honestly, right now, it's all about just finding something that you can tolerate and like and love. We are in such a weird mental funk that we really just need to do anything that feels good to us. And if that is turning on some music and just dancing in the living room for 20 minutes, then do it because you will definitely work up a sweat. Who cares if you don't have hand weights? You just need to get your body moving and um, get some blood flowing. So if that does it for you, that's wonderful. If you are a very social person and that's what you're missing the most, find somebody that you're comfortable with um, and they're comfortable with it and go for a walk. But just make sure that you're walking fast enough that you get a little bit out of breath. You should definitely not be able to hold a full conversation without a struggle. Um or just trying different things. The internet has blown up with fitness instructors turning virtual basically overnight. And so there's a lot out there that you can find and maybe doing something different each day or each week so that you don't feel like you're getting bored and stuck in a rut is what you need. I think that's so true right now with so many of these instructors and these gyms going virtual. I've gotten to try out a lot of new things. Uh, what's something new that you've gotten to do during the um, during the pandemic? So my mom and I found a Peloton bike that we keep at her house and I go over and ride it. And that I was into spin classes, but I had never tried it uh, at home like that. So that was something new. And honestly, I thrive off of having the teacher's eyes on me. I definitely have learned <laughs> that it's very hard for myself to push myself if no one is watching me. <laughs> and um, that's what a lot of people have told me too, that, um, you know, they, they find it very difficult to just follow along a video. It's really easy to skip that last rep or two and not get the full workout. So I think people are really missing that in-person interaction and that accountability. But that's where Zoom has helped out, having someone virtual but live with you. And um, a lot of fitness instructors are doing that on their Instagram. They'll go live and do a workout and they might not be able to see you, but they can talk to you in real time and you feel like they're pushing you a little bit harder. I think that definitely makes sense. Um, I'm definitely someone that thrives from the accountability as well. I do better if I know that someone wants me to do it. I wish I could push myself a little bit more, but knowing that the instructor is either going to check in with me or that someone can see me, you know, <laughs> that, um, you know, maybe they can see how many breaks I'm tempted to take. Right. <laughs> So for me, that's making it easier, I think, to stay consistent um, and make it kind of a priority. What tips do you have for making exercise a consistent part of your routine, especially right now? Honestly, I am a calendar girl. If it's not on my calendar, I am probably going to forget or make any excuse not to do it. So at the beginning of the week, I will kind of sit down and look at my calendar and see where the holes are in my day and how I could fill in exercise. So right now I'm working around uh, 
seeing clients, talking to clients, doing errands, cleaning the house, and a toddler's sleeping schedule. So on my days where I don't have any work to do during his nap, I put it in my calendar that that's what I'm going to do. And on a day that I couldn't squeeze it in, we will take a family walk and get everybody involved. So you just have to find a way to make it like an appointment that you feel you cannot skip it. I love that. I'm the same way. If it's on my calendar, it will get done. If it's not, you know, it's a little up in the air. And, you know, speaking of you, you know, you have a toddler and you work a lot with new moms in your coaching practice. Um, What advice do you have for new moms? I know a lot of my friends are new moms and they're trying to figure out kind of how to get in you know, a fitness routine into their schedule. Um, what advice do you have for, for new moms and really anyone with that busy schedule? First of all, don't be hard on yourself. Becoming a new mom and figuring out life and healing and getting your body back and caring for this new little person or second or third little person in your life is an amazing feat. And I think that unfortunately, the culture right now is to bounce back because celebs will go into hiding and have spanks and a perfectly posed photo. And we think, oh my gosh, how did they do that? They don't even look like they had a baby. And unfortunately, that's not real life. So first of all, don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) Second of all, baby steps. You have been out of commission for months and you're exhausted and sleep deprived and probably not eating right because if you're breastfeeding, you're craving crazy stuff still and all over the place. So a simple walk just to get the blood moving and the body moving is perfect. And then when you're ready to start getting into strengthening and rehabbing the core, start small. You you have to remember that it was stretched out for nine months and it's going to take time to go back and just be easy and gentle on yourself. I think that's really great advice for all of us, especially with, you know, with Hollywood, with the, you know, images that we see. It does look like people have bounced back so quickly, and that's not necessarily the case. And, you know, many of them are training hours and hours a day, right? um, you know, in ways that are just not realistic to most of us. And so I think, yeah, being kind to ourselves, you know, new parent or not is just so important and kind of going along with that. um, So you have in your coaching practice, you use this document called the circle of life. I really liked that document. Can you talk to me about that? Um, Explain that for our listeners and how your clients can use that to reflect? Absolutely. So I studied with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and we talk a lot about primary food versus secondary food. And the difference between those is secondary food is the actual food that we eat. Our primary food is what nourishes our let's say our soul. So this circle of life document is a circle with spokes, we can call them. Each spoke of this kind of wheel looking diagram Uh, stands for a different aspect of life. It can be relationships, your finances, your career, health, physical activity, joy, spirituality, that sort of thing. And the idea of the document is to kind of check in with yourself. So on each spoke, you would draw a dot and closer to the middle of the circle is not so satisfied 
farther out to the edge of the circle is totally satisfied and you draw a dot on each spoke, connect the dots and you'll have kind of this weird shape and your goal is to get a nice full round circle where every aspect of life is satisfactory to you. So basically it gives you a visual of, oh, my health, I'm not feeling so good. I've been tired lately. Um, This dot is kind of close to the middle where spirituality is at the edge of the circle and I'm feeling really good there. So it, it gives you a visual of other areas of your life that might make you feel better as a whole. And I truly think that when I'm working with clients, sometimes this visual helps us find out why they're binge eating at three o'clock. If they have not been sleeping well and they're they're sleep deprived, that's why you're reaching for sugar at three o'clock. So it's finding the reason behind weird cravings sometimes um, that helps get our diet in check. Definitely. What do you find that um, that clients kind of struggle with the most on there? I would say usually career is the the one that comes up, whether they feel like they're working like a dog and just not really getting anything out of it or working too many hours, that sort of thing. And I think as a culture, we put so much stress to climb the ladder and be the, the next best thing. And we need to put more emphasis on family time and nourishing our relationships. Um, one person that I worked with, we figured out that the reason she came home and kind of just crashed and would binge eat anything in sight just to find some comfort is because she was really seeking some love and affection from her partner and just wanted to kind of have more time with her partner. And when she realized, okay, on the days that I come home and we go for a walk together and talk and talk about our day, I don't feel the craving of wanting to binge eat. And I feel satisfied. And on the days that, you know, we kind of start doing our own thing and we don't sit down together and have time together, that's when I reach for the junk food that I know is not good for me. I, you know, I, I can totally relate to that. I think, you know, my health was definitely at its worst when I was in graduate school mm-hmm. and, you know, juggling school and full-time work because the amount of time that I was then putting into actual exercise, meal prepping and eating whole foods was just not there compared to, you know, staying up at night, drinking caffeine late at night to stay awake in class. It's amazing how, you know, when one area of your life kind of suffers, the other ones kind of do as well, especially your physical health. So I definitely could see where that, you know, would come up, I think, for a lot of clients. Absolutely. This whole self-care thing has gotten so big and it it's not selfish. I know um, I've heard some people say, oh, this gen, whatever generation we're on, they're all yeah. about self-care and blah, 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 and we just need to work. And it's like, well, yeah, okay, their, their uh, motivation might be a little different than what yours was, but it's true. We can't help someone else until we've put our oxygen mask on first. I mean, you do have to feel good and feel your best to then put out your best into the world. Absolutely. Do you have a self-care practice that you really, that's a must have for, you know, your daily routine or something that you like to go back to when things are tough? 
I have to, just like we talked about, put on the schedule when I get to exercise. Even if I'm not feeling it, I'll tell myself, okay, at least just do 20 minutes and then you can go sit on the couch and scroll Instagram because that's what I really want to (laughs) do. And um, taking a bubble bath. I mean, just taking the time to draw a bath, listen to the water. I'm a water sign, so that calms me. And then sit in a nice warm tub and just listen to music or read a book or just sit there and stare off into space helps me kind of collect my thoughts and feel grounded again. Um, I'm also a big vision board person. I only do it once a year, but I keep it in my closet so that I look at my vision board every day and I'll write on it and scratch on it and change my ideas and goals and that sort of thing. So kind of reconnecting with what you want, and what makes you feel best. I love vision boarding. That was something I had not done that in so long. I think, um, you know, when Pinterest came about, I think a lot of us started using that, you know, kind of in place of that vision board because it's so visual. But not too long ago, one of the one of my women's groups that I'm a part of, our homework was to put together our vision board. And I think that really helps me to kind of reprioritize and recenter, you know, especially right now, it's hard to find quite as many things to be looking forward to because this pandemic is just kind of ongoing. Do you have anything on your vision board that you're really excited about? Well, we were going to be going to Germany in a week and that was a big part of it. We had been planning this trip all year, but that is totally fine and that's okay because part of the fun of that leading up to that trip was the planning and the research and the anticipation. And while it was such a letdown to obviously know that we couldn't travel, that's okay because um, we still got to think about it and dream about it and be creative and that sort of thing. Um, I So this year I added to my vision board that I wanted to <laughs> – I might have jinxed us, you guys. I wanted to bake a lot more. Um, That's something that I really love to do. When my now husband, when we were just dating, I would bake for him a lot, treats, different things. And I kind of had gotten so busy that I I got away from that. And um, when I was doing my vision board, I go through magazines and I tear out pictures that inspire me. And then I kind of reflect on why did I want to use that picture And so there's a picture of a whisk and a little, you know, baking apron and that sort of thing. And, you know, I've done a lot of baking. That's one of my quarantine activities is banana (laughs) bread, pumpkin bread now, that sort of thing. That's awesome. And, you know, I was I was actually talking with another guest about this, that baking and cooking, those are two activities where you're using pretty much all of your senses. And that's supposed to be really a great stress, you know, buster. And I am not the best chef for being a wellness blogger. I, um, you know, and a picky eater. I'm definitely having to, I think, relearn a lot of things in quarantine. But that has been a really fun activity and getting to kind of create something new and, you know, you have something to show for it. Hopefully it tastes good. I, you know, my mom is really big on the banana bread. So anytime (laughs) I've gone down there, I've gotten to um, definitely take some of that back, which has been really nice. Um, I can't find any pumpkin around here, but I'm going to be trying um, apple banana gluten-free pancakes next week. So I hope they're as good as they sound. That sounds good with cinnamon. 
Oh, yes. 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 And I just got my nutmeg. And so I am very excited to make something a little bit, you know, sweeter. I've been doing a lot more on the savory side. But I think I think cooking is a really great self-care activity. Now, you know, we we kind of have touched on this, but, you know, wellness, it often begins from the inside out. And, you know, we need to be putting the right things into our bodies and we need to be, you know, moving our bodies. But I think that there's a lot internally, you know, we struggle sometimes with motivation, especially right now when, again, you know, the pandemic, we don't really know when this is going to end and when life is going to, you know, become normal again or, you know, what will normal look like in the future? What advice do you have to help listeners just stay motivated and positive right now? Kind of what we've touched on, you know, using that circle of life visual of what is making me unhappy and what is making me happy and doing more of what makes you happy and maybe changing what's not making you happy. Some of us can't stop doing it completely, but figuring out a way to shift things that don't feel comfortable and, um, yeah, just um, as far as wellness from the inside out and healthy eating and that sort of thing, starting the day with a healthy breakfast kind of always sets my tone for the rest of the day. I feel like when I allow myself to get off track with breakfast, the whole day kind of slides out from under me. But that's just my way of thinking too. So every time I wake up, I start chugging water and I tell myself I can't have my coffee with the creamer that I look forward to so much until I've had some water and kind of helped start cleansing my body and get things going and set start the day right. That is so true. I think we your breakfast really does kind of set the tone for the day and how you're starting the day can, you know, if you start your day on a positive note, it's often going to go a lot better throughout the day. And so I think that really is great advice. And we definitely don't drink enough water. So I I think that's all really great advice. I love to hear about this from people, you know, in the wellness industry. Do you have a particular morning routine? So my little guy will come wake me up. He will come get in bed with me and we snuggle. And honestly, I mean, that's just the best first few moments of the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I get him settled, feed the dog, feed him, start chugging my water. When I've finished one of my whole, like this is probably 16 ounces, then I make my coffee and I'm homeschooling him right now. So we usually do homeschooling um, in the morning. We start with the Pledge of Allegiance and we talk about the day and the calendar and the weather and all that sort of thing. So that's kind of our morning routine is just time with my boy that I I didn't have as much of when um, the world was normal and I was working out of the home. And that's been a really nice shift for me, actually. That's great. I think that's been such an incredible, I hate to say silver lining, but, you know, kind of silver lining of the situation is people are getting a lot more time with the loved ones. And so I think that's really great that you're getting a little bit more time together, you know, watch him grow up and um, getting to, you know, spend this time. So I would love to get into some rapid fire questions. We ask all of our guests just to get to know you guys a little bit better. Um, So you ready to dive in? I'm ready. Awesome. All right. What is your top wellness tip? Drink more water. 
so important. It can fix so many things. Yes. (laughs) I got my water right next to Yes, I have mine too. I am definitely trying to make that more of a more of a priority. Where is your favorite travel destination? Paris, for sure, Paris. Oh, beautiful. Um, what's your favorite thing to do there? Just walk around and eat too many crepes with Nutella. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the food is Yes. Yes. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Oh, definitely a dog because there are so many spoiled dogs in the world that just get to lay around and chase the ball and eat treats and be loved. I always say I'd love to be my parents' dog or really any – yes. (laughs) And I've heard barking in the background of a couple of your videos. What kind of dog do you have? We have a big, long-haired German Shepherd, and she is such a good girl. Oh, my God. We love her. I I grew up with a Shepherd, and my parents have one now, and they are, they are the best dogs. It's like having another human in the house. They're so smart. They really are. My my parents used to joke that um, they would find the Sudoku puzzles. They thought that um, that she was filling them out. <laughs> like she probably was. Definitely. We call our dog a neuroscientist, which I don't even know if that's a real thing, but yes. <laughs> it sounds smart. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, they are the best. What is your number one favorite show to binge? I love Chopped. I could watch Chopped, any cooking show really, but I could watch Chopped all day long. That is awesome. And on a similar note, what is your favorite quarantine activity? I think I already told you, but it's baking my various banana and pumpkin breads. (laughs) So good. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your insights. I think a lot of people right now are kind of struggling to kind of keep their health goals on track. And I think it is so important, especially right now, to be, you know, still incorporating that movement and keeping a routine going, even when our routines have sort of been thrown out of whack. So I really appreciate you coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, how can our listeners connect with you if they're interested in maybe taking your Pilates classes or learning more? You can find me on Instagram at mamalotties or you can email me at pilateswithmaddie at gmail.com and it's M-A-D-D-Y. Awesome. And can you tell our listeners as well um, what you're currently offering in your coaching practice? Sure. So we have a six-week Better You Pilates Pilates and Bar blend um, of videos that we can do. And Valerie, that's what you did with me. So we have six weeks worth of videos. It's two to three different videos a week. And we check in with each other to keep you accountable and keep you going. And then we also are doing health coaching and that would be hourly or weekly hour long phone calls um, using things like the circle of life to kind of help not only shift maybe your eating of the secondary food, but also look at your primary food. That's awesome. And yeah, I found the, you know, the six week Pilates challenge to be so beneficial. And I just feel so much more toned than I did at the beginning. And, you know, even the workouts at the very beginning, um, 
they really kicked my butt. <laughs> it's not easy. It's very concentrated. It's, um, you know, getting to that point of muscle fatigue is kind of the goal. And yeah, even with the modifications, you definitely feel it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And I love that we don't need any kind of equipment to um, participate. Um, it was really fun getting to use wine bottles during my workout. Right. I felt like it was happy hour. <laughs> yes, it, it does. It brings some fun to it. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your story and your insights into, you know, really staying healthy during this time. Thank you, Valerie. It was so nice talking with you. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Maddie today. I really loved the concept of the circle of life that she talked about and how you can explore primary foods versus secondary foods in your life as a way to check in with yourself. I feel like this is such a great practice to be following periodically because our situations are constantly changing right now with COVID-19. And I think it's just as important to look at wellness internally as it is externally. So that's why we have to look at those secondary foods, the things that we're eating, but we also need to look at the primary foods, the relationships, career, finances, you name it. So I have linked Maddie's information in the show notes, and I fully recommend you check out her six-week program. It's not a huge time commitment, but I guarantee you're going to get a great workout with a really excellent coach. If you liked this episode, please rate and review and subscribe so that you can keep up with new episodes. Share this with a friend who you think might benefit. And if you have a topic you'd like to see, drop me a line. My email address is Valerie at wellnessandwanderlust.net or shoot me a DM on Instagram at wellnessandwanderlustblog. I hope you'll join me for next week's episode and I will see you then.